Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Get up one more time and let's worship him and praise him. Hallelujah. We bless you, Father. We bless you, Father. Dad, you can be seated. Just had one more shot. Amen. Amen. I forgot my handkerchief there. God knows I'm going to need it. Praise the Lord. Um, my emotions are not tied to the fact that God's given us another piece of property, another building. I hope you understand that. The, the gratitude that I feel inside that swells up is the fact that we're going to get to take this message to people who might not get to hear it in their lifetime. And God's giving us this opportunity, and it just so humbles me and so makes me feel so grateful and so in awe of all that God is doing. Jesus is coming back, church. He's coming back, and, and, and the urgency right now is to get as many people as possible to hear this message, to get as many people as possible to get them in the ark, if you understand what I'm saying, before this flood of evil breaks loose. It's our responsibility. It's our obligation. We've been forgiven much, and much is required of us. This is not a season any longer to be concerned about our own personal wants, our own personal desires. This is a season right now of, of mobilizing, mobilization, and when, when there's a war, when you mobilize, when, when there's a cause, people put aside their petty differences, people put aside their own dreams and own desires in order for the common goal and the cause to be achieved. And even as we just sang, this gospel truth of old shall not kneel, shall not faint. It's going forward. And listen to me. Before I really get into the rest of this message, I want you to understand something. God is going to get the job done. He's going to get the job done. Now, he's offering us the privilege and the honor to be a part of that. But if we don't rise up, he'll use somebody else. You remember, if you've ever read the book of Esther, she at one point is, is taking her life into her hands and, and her uncle Mordecai says to her, if, if you don't seize this opportunity. Help for the Jews will rise up from someplace else, but you yourself will perish. Now, I'm not saying that, that we're going to perish, but I don't know that we want to get to heaven and have Jesus say to us, I gave you an opportunity, but you didn't take it. I gave you what you needed, but you didn't seize it. And I don't want us to ever stand before the Lord and have to receive that kind of rebuke. Amen? Amen. 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 Excuse me. Okay, I can start now. 
Hallelujah. 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 Years ago, I heard a preacher tell a story about how Jesus rose from the dead, and 40 days later, he ascended into heaven. And when he arrived, multitudes of angels came to meet him. Most rejoiced for all that Jesus had done, but a few of the angels were overwhelmed with sorrow. They were astounded by what Jesus, by what Jesus had suffered to purchase salvation for sinners. The angels gathered around and asked, Lord Jesus, did they appreciate all you did for them? Some did, he replied. More will as they continue to hear about my gospel. Oh, are you going back to tell them, the angel said. No, the next time I go back, it will be to rule and reign. Oh, are you sending us to tell them? No, he said. I've entrusted my followers to tell everyone they meet about my father's love for them and that their sins are forgiven by my death and resurrection. One angel laughed and said, Lord, you mean Peter and that bunch? The one who denied he knew you? James and John, the sons of thunder? Thomas, who didn't believe you rose from the dead? That's funny. So what's your plan B? And the mood quickly changed when Jesus said, there is no plan B. I'm counting on them. He's counting on us to bring this message. He's counting on us to take what we've experienced and to bring it to those who are trapped in darkness, to bring to those who are paralyzed with fear. He's counting on us to bring the message of the freedom that's available in him to those who, trapped, who are trapped in their minds and trapped in their souls by things that they've been exposed to throughout their lives. He's counting on us. Matthew 28, verse 18, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. In almost every Bible, this portion of Scripture is called the Great Commission. We at New Beginnings have reduced it down to one word. It's the word reach. Reaching Central Jersey in Jesus' name. And in order for us to accomplish Matthew 28, we must reach everyone everywhere. Why do we need to plant more churches? Why do we need to go Two main reasons. Number one, because the message is too good to keep to ourselves. Way too good. Number two, very simply because Jesus said so, and we obey his commandments. Amen? Amen. The message has the power to transform lives and bring people into eternity with God. And the most selfish thing that we can do is to keep this truth in our own hearts. The song we just sang is a powerful reminder of the truth of the message and the absolute necessity of taking that message to everyone possible. The reality of life without Jesus is the first line of the song. In the darkness, we were waiting, without hope, without light, till from heaven you came running. There was mercy in your eyes. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 tells us, remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, 
and foreigners to the covenant of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. Verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once afar away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. The Passion Translation puts it this way. Yet look at you now. Everything is new. Although you were once distant and far away from God, now you have been brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of Jesus. You have actually been united to Christ. Everyone in central New Jersey deserves to hear this truth. That you don't need to be far from God because he's as close as the mention of his name. They need to know that they can call on him at any time, day or night, and he will answer. Amen? The song goes on to say, to fulfill the law and prophets, to a virgin came the word. From a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt. Galatians chapter four, verse four says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. See, the message that everyone needs to hear is not a message of religion and a message of rules and regulations of do's and don'ts. It's a message of you have a father in heaven who loves you, who longs to be reunited with you and wants to adopt you into his family. Philippians chapter two, verse six, in the Passion's translation says, he existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example even in his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion. That was the price that was paid. Born in Bethlehem, the house of bread, to be the bread of life to us, satisfying our hunger and filling us with his love. We just celebrated his birth a few weeks ago. Remembering the proclamation made by the angel in Luke chapter two, verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. What does it mean? What did the angel mean? What did he say? What is this proclamation? Well, very simply, God's not mad at you, the angel is saying. The war is over. He now extends goodwill toward everyone who believes, and it's our responsibility to get this message out to everyone, everywhere. Everyone, everywhere. Turn to somebody, say, everyone, everywhere. Turn to somebody on the other side, say, everyone, everywhere. I hope we understand the privilege that God is giving us. I hope we appreciate it. And the song continues. To reveal the kingdom coming, to reconcile the lost, to redeem the whole creation. The lost need to know how the kingdom operates because it's so opposite from the way the world system operates. Unconditional love makes no sense to the person that's never experienced it. And listen, listen, I need you to really hone in on this. I need you to really hone in on this because I don't know that we really understand the role of the local church. The local church is the best place and the best vehicle for a person that is lost to experience the love of God. I'm gonna say that again. The local church 
in a community, a group of individuals, loving one another, loving God, extending the hand of compassion and grace, extending itself to meet the needs of others is the greatest way for a community to experience the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was a local church member who just recently prayed for a man in Seaside Heights to receive healing. That man received a death sentence of stage four cancer with only a few months to live. It wasn't an evangelist from the other side of the world. It wasn't a pastor of the biggest church in the country. It was a woman from this church who offered to pray And the person went back to the doctors, and you may have heard the report last week, and the report came back cancer-free. And it wasn't because that man traveled to go see some famous healing minister across the country. It was the expression of love from an individual in the local church on the street in Seaside Heights, of all places, right? It's because somebody went, someone reached out and brought the truth that Jesus still heals, he still saves, and he still loves. We need to reach everyone, everywhere, with the same message and with the same power that's in that name. The song says, you did not despise the cross. For even in your suffering, you saw the other side. Knowing this was our salvation, Jesus, for our sake, you died. Death was no match for him. Death could not hold him. The Father in heaven knew that the power of the message is found in the resurrection. Why do we need to open more churches? Why do we need to go to more communities? Because everyone everywhere needs to know that because of Jesus, death is not final. It is not final. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Since all of his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with us. He did this so that we could experience, excuse me, he did this so that he could experience death and annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. By embracing death, Jesus sets free those who live their entire lives in bondage to the tormenting dread of death. We need to go. We need to be. We need to take up our positions in every community that the Lord opens up to us so that there would be a base of operation, a a fortress in the spirit, if you would, that from that place, people would be sent to reach out to the communities and people from the communities can come to receive relief, to receive the truth of his word that sets them free. So the power of God is the word of God. Amen? Amen? And the word will be preached. And the word will go forth. And the word will be preached and uncompromised. Will be preached with compassion, will be preached with love, but will be preached in truth because it's the truth that sets us free. Amen? And the morning that you rose, all of heaven held its breath till that stone was moved for good. For the lamb had conquered death. And the dead rose from their tombs and the angels stood in awe. For the souls of all who'd come to the Father are restored. There's too many 
that are sheep, like, like, like sheep without a shepherd. In our surrounding communities, there's too, too many that do not yet know the voice of the shepherd. There's too many that are wandering, too many that have wandered off. Those, there's some that have known in the past and experienced, and they've wandered off. They've gotten entrapped by the enemy of our souls. There's too many that are sitting in their homes thinking, God could never love me again because of what I did. God could never love someone like me. God could never use someone like me. And they're waiting for someone to come and to break that delusion off of them and to offer them a hand up and to say, come, if God could use me, he could use you. There's too many. I get this picture on a regular basis, especially when I'm praying for the lost or praying for this region. And I don't know what it is. Someday, I, I believe we're going to see the actual reality of this picture that I keep seeing of individuals just curled up in, in fear and laying in a bed and curled in a fetal position, paralyzed by torment, paralyzed by anxiety, paralyzed by the thoughts in their mind, tormented by the enemy. And I believe that God wants to use us to reach out to every household, everywhere, everywhere. Some might say, Pastor, you got a great church here. I do have a great church here. I would rephrase it this way. We have a great church here. So, so why don't we just settle in here? Well, we have. But I noticed something. If you read the book of Acts, Jesus told them to go. The last words he spoke to them before he ascended into heaven was go. The trouble is they didn't go. They stayed. They stayed. And then finally, persecution had to come on the church in Jerusalem to get them to leave Jerusalem and to get them to go and to go into the outermost parts of the earth. And you and I are an extension of that assignment that he gave to his disciples. We have to go. We have to tell them that God is willing to restore them. God is willing to reconnect them to him. God is willing to reinstate them and that they can be reborn into a new relationship with our creator, with our father, with our God. Everyone everywhere needs to know all Jesus suffered for them. Everyone everywhere needs to know the glorious miracle of Christ raised from the dead. Death, sin, and the devil are defeated. Everyone needs to hear, get in on the winning side now. The next set of lyrics. The first time I heard this song last weekend, literally, it was a Saturday night service. The first time I heard this song and the first time we sang these, these next lyrics literally took my breath away. And the church of Christ was born. Then the spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel truth of old shall not kneel, shall not faint. I don't think we realize the magnitude of what it means to be part of the church. I think some of us treat membership in a church or attendance in a church like you go into, uh, I don't know, the Moose Club or the Elks Lodge or... 
You happen to belong. I belong. I belong. I, you know, we constantly meet people. Um, you know, I, I belong to your church. You know, I've been, I, I, I've been to your church. Well, well, yeah, well, you came once. Um, when are we a member of the church? I'm not talking about a member of New Beginnings. When are we a member of the church? When we're Christ's disciples. When we go forth and do what he's commanded us to do. We are truly members of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we take serious his command to go and take what you received and bring it to somebody else. You would not be sitting here, I would not be standing here if it were not for some person, some individual that heard from the Holy Spirit, some individual that had a nudging in their heart, go talk to so-and-so, pray for so-and-so. I thank God for the little lady who 35, over 35 years ago at this point, took a couple of hours out of her busy business schedule and came and sat in, in my place of business and explained to me the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was captivated. I was intrigued. I thought to myself, man, I, was, I, w- I went to Catholic school in my life, and I've never heard this message. I know about Jesus. I know he died on the cross. I know he rose from the dead. But nobody ever told me about being born again. Nobody ever told me that, that, that my sins were forgiven and that he loved me. Nobody ever told me that he wanted me to become a child of God, not just a member of a church. No one ever explained it to me. I don't, maybe they did. I didn't hear them. I don't fault them. I fault me. But I thank God for that little lady who took time out of her day to sit down with this stubborn, do I want to use any other adjectives there? I don't think so. <laughs> you, you can fill in the blanks. But look at what happened. Look at the amount of people that we've been able to affect because one little lady took her time, listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside. Just tell her, go, go, go visit that scrawny 27-year-old who's about two weeks away from taking his life. Go bring the message. Overcome the intimidation and go and see that young man. You and I don't understand the magnitude. We don't understand what it means to be the church of Jesus Christ. We, we think it refers to the title of the name of the building that we go to. And yet it's so much more. It's so much more. Because you see, you and I, the church, were birthed out of the Lord Jesus Christ in his crucifixion. When the Roman soldier pierced Jesus' side right under his heart, the Bible says that blood and water poured out. It's the same spot where God took the rib from beneath Adam's heart and formed a wife for him. The church came out of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And it is the power of the blood and the water of the word that transformed the life of a sinner into a born-again child of God. Everyone everywhere needs to hear that message.
Everyone everywhere needs to come in contact with a true member of the church, the body of Christ on the earth. Only the church has the power to bring this message to the lost. Only the church has been commissioned by Jesus himself to go and preach this gospel, to go and bring the message. Let me ask you this question. If not us, then who? If not now, then when? Then when? People are dying constantly. People are constantly in need, constantly under attack. Relief has to come from somewhere. But we're the only ones that are empowered. And when I say we, I'm not talking about new beginnings. I'm talking about you and I as members of the universal church. The song says, then the spirit lit the flame. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came from heaven. Here to the earth to remain, to indwell every, every, every believer for one reason. Acts chapter one. Jesus said, but you shall receive power. Say power. power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Say witnesses. witnesses. To me in Jerusalem and to all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. God called you to be a witness. God called you to give evidence. God's called you to give testimony of what Jesus Christ has done in your life. Well, pastor, I don't know if I could remember any scriptures. Write them down. Keep them in your pocket. Tell the people what Jesus has done for you. Tell them how your life has changed. Tell them how he's been there for you, even in the darkest of times. Tell them how he's rescued you from the clutches of the enemy. Tell them of the security that you have now, to know that if you took your final breath, you would forever be in his presence. Amen? Jesus said, this gospel shall be preached to all nations, and then the end will come. Now, the power of the Holy Spirit lives in us for this purpose, to reach the lost, to reach those who've never heard. By his blood and in his name, the song says, in his freedom I am free, for the love of Jesus Christ, who has resurrected me. I'm alive for this one purpose, to reach everyone everywhere. I want you to say that with me real loud. I am alive for this one purpose, to reach everyone, to reach everywhere. Now, I want you to notice this. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the place where we're wrapping this up here. So, There was a time when the followers of Jesus went from disciples to apostles. Disciple is defined as those who sit at the feet of a teacher. But the word apostle is a Greek word, apostelos. It has a drastically different meaning. It does not translate at one, as one who sits at the feet of another. It translates as a sent one. One that's commissioned to take a message to where it's needed. We're disciples in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, but we're apostles in our relationship with the lost. You have been commissioned to be a sent one. You have a message on the inside of you that desperately needs to be brought out. It's wonderful when they see us sitting at the feet of Jesus and we have our little, what would Jesus do, wristbands. But lives are transformed 
when we take what we learned at his feet and we march out the doors and we take it someplace where they haven't heard yet. This weekend, we have the opportunity to go from disciple to apostle. God has given us the assignment of the apostles, sent ones, to Brick, to Bayville, and now to Walt Township. What an awesome, awesome privilege. What an awesome honor it is to be entrusted with this life-transforming message. So my question to you, church, will you play a part or will you spectate? Will you step up and lock arms with the rest of us and help us to reach Central Jersey in Jesus' name? Will you? I pray that you do. I pray that you do. I'm going to ask the ushers to just right now take these cards and um, ushers, pass them out to every person that's in this room. In Bayville there, I'm asking the ushers in Bayville to please Take these reach cards and pass them out to every individual. He's counting on us. I think of that story I heard many years ago that I started this message with. That story of the angels asking the question of Jesus, how's the message going to go forth? Are you going to send us? He said, no. I'm counting on my followers down there on earth to take my message. And when questioned, what's plan B? He said, there is no plan B. We are plan A, and we're the only plan he has. Amen? I'm going to ask you to please take these cards home. I'm trusting you that you're going to take some time. You're going to pray over these. Some of you filled these out already in the past. Many, many of you are already serving somewhere. Many of you have committed finances over and above what you give to this local church. You've committed finances for us to be able to go forth into the communities that God opens up to us. I'm going to ask you to take these home. I'm going to ask you to pray over them and then decide what part you're going to play. Please, please, don't be content to be a spectator. Don't be content to just be a consumer, to just come and receive and receive and receive and receive. The greatest blessing you will ever experience is when you realize that God has used you to pull an individual out of hell and to put them on the path that's gonna lead them to heaven. There is no greater joy There's no greater joy than knowing that God's used you in the capacity to bring someone the truth of the message of the gospel, that Jesus loves you, that Jesus died on the cross in your place, that God the Father in heaven received the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ as payment for you and for me. When we take that message and bring it to an individual and they open up their hearts and receive And they pray that simple prayer, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. There is no greater joy than being used by God to take somebody over that bridge from lost to found.
from sinner to saint. There is no greater joy. I pray that you take this very serious. And then for the next few weeks, we'll be talking more about this. And in a few weeks from now, we'll be collecting these cards. Those of you that want to support financially, there's also a space there. You might want to do it on a monthly basis. Depends on how you feel led by God. Some of you may want to just give a one-time gift towards this project. Look, one way or the other, we're doing this. Amen. The one thing that I've learned over the years, go ahead. When God says do something, it is never dependent on whether we can afford it or not. Because if he tells us to do something, he's going to supply our needs. He has never failed us yet. And anything we've ever set to accomplish in this church that God told us to do, he has always supplied everything we need to accomplish what he's called us to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to be around if you have questions. Um, I do want to pray. I want to pray for every single one of you to hear from the Holy Spirit. This is important because we are a family with our Father in heaven. But here on earth, we're not only a family, we're an army. And an army has to march together in order to be successful, in order to overcome the enemy, in order to rescue those that have been held captive. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that every single individual that's listening to this message, Lord, would open up their hearts to you and would genuinely, genuinely pray with a sincere heart to hear from you, Father, as to what part they should play, whether it's in Bayville, whether it's in Brick, whether it's now in Wall Township, Father whatever part that you have for them to play, I pray in the name of Jesus that by your Holy Spirit, you would speak to every individual under the sound of my voice, that they would respond with courage and they would respond with honesty and sincerity of heart and say, here I am, Lord. What would you have me to do? Father, we trust you that Will Township will have everything it needs to accomplish what you've called us to do. We thank you for this awesome building that you've made available to us, for the beautiful property and location where it sits, Father, positioned in such a way to impact multitudes and multitudes of households in that area. We pray your blessing upon it. We pray your blessing upon Bricktown and the surrounding regions. We pray your blessing, Father, upon Bayville and the surrounding communities and all the people in the church in Bayville and the church in Bricktown that trust that we're hearing from God and trust in your heart that God's going to show you what, to, what, to, what part to play. I believe that you respond right now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.